Hi, Carson. Hello, brother. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Of course, man. Uh, this is our 10th episode, and like we were gladly having you here. Thank you so much. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for being I'm here. Glad to be part of this. Yeah. Uh, first of all, how are you? Uh, you know, uh, dealing with the ups and downs of life and college, yeah. and uh, trying my best to just keep up. Just keeping up. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of college right now? Is it good? Like, I know we are in, in between midterms and finals now. Yes, it's around week 10, and uh, we're nearing finals. Uh, I guess I'm dealing with my classes, you know. Yeah. Uh, some of them I'm facing struggles with, some of them I'm passing by like a breeze. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's what, how college works. It's like this whole system because um, as the more you go, the higher the college levels yeah. and the course levels. Especially when you double to the 400 level, it becomes really difficult. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you gotta actually spend time and like listening class, which is something I didn't do before. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what classes? Uh, so first of all, what's your major? SE. So you're a software engineer mm-hmm. again. Like, what semester are you in? Currently, it's my fourth. It's your fourth semester. Yeah. Uh, why software and like, why AOS? Mm. Uh, it's, this started. I think around 2017. Okay. I was uh, dealing with my ninth grade finals. Okay. And um, my cousin, who's like uh, back then, he was getting married, mm. and he's already a civil engineer. He came up to me and he was like, "So uh, you're getting into high school. You're gonna start focusing on careers. What do you what do you want to go into?" Um, and I still wasn't sure back then. Yeah. My family had like naturally kind of uh, persuaded me into going into any medical field. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't really feeling it. I wasn't. I would really have an affinity for call, like for medical, medical courses, yeah. mm-hmm. especially general medicine, which is the one that everyone's entitled to now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Why don't you get into this field called software engineering?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard of it before." I mind you, I didn't have any idea about. I didn't like have a grasp background knowledge or anything. Nothing. Literally okay. nothing about programming or it's like history. Yeah. And uh, I'm like. Hmm. That sounds interesting. I'm going to do a little bit of research about it. Yeah. And so for 10 and 11th grades, like for the next couple of years, I still wasn't sure. It was still tentative. 12th grade came, and I still wasn't sure. Mm. But then I finished my finals. I get my grade back, and I'm like, okay, I've set my mind. I'm going to become a software engineer. I've done my yeah. research. Yeah. I've done my like my uh, you know cal- calculations and uh, whether this is a good field or not. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I settled on going to software engineering. Uh, how I came to IOIS was that I was just looking for any place which was... So you chose software be cho- before choosing IOIS. Oh, yeah. Because it's a different story with me because, like, I chose IOIS first, then I picked, like, one of the majors. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't really know. Have I uh, do, like, other universities provide software engineering as, a, like, mm. a distinct field? Oh, yeah. Back then, I think, Kaiwan yeah. University and one other one, like, that I don't, the name of which I don't remember, mm. offered it. But uh, we came here, and they're like, we're prov- for that one semester, they provided full scholarships yeah. for students who got like above a GPA of 95. Yeah. And that's literally what my GPA was. It was exactly 95. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, literally like the lead line. That, that's an amazing GPA, by the way. Thank you year. so much. Yeah, yeah, I grinded so much that year. Yeah. Put on so many kilos. Uh, <laughs> as you should. As I should. Yeah. Uh, that's a different story. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm like, whoa, do they have software engineering? It's one of the. So like best colleges in the country, and it's also like a full scholarship. Yeah, I'm gonna be full provided with my full tuition. So like, yeah, 
Why not? And you uh, live here, so you don't have to worry about like uh, moving to another place. Yeah. Or like that, yeah. Oh yeah, that was definitely a conundrum because the other only other place that I offered it that was like um, a public college mm. it was in Holir. Yeah. And especially with my parents being very worried, they didn't really wanna send me that far away. Yeah. And also the expenses would have been too a little bit too yeah. much, you know. Yeah. So I settled on here, and that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, with all like the some of the issues that this uni had, like it's still one of the best in the region. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's, it's definitely a welcoming environment yeah. for someone of like me. Uh, a mm. lot of people may, yeah, a lot yeah. of people may feel left out, like yeah. feel like an outlier. They're not really used to the environment yeah. like this. But it was, I definitely fit in. Yeah, I felt welcome. I made so many amazing friends. You included. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, everyone was so kind, and I have so many great memories here. And yeah, I'm just keeping up with being a software engineer and being outclassed by everyone because <laughs> I'm still not, uh, I'm not competent at yeah. all. Yeah, well, here is the thing. Like, I've noticed this with software. Like, since like the courses got uh, more difficult, you can see that you need a bit of more background knowledge into the classes that you get into. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even have a laptop of my own until last year where I had to get it mandatorily for college. Yeah. And that's where I first started learning programming, you know, actu and actually doing it and actually uh, doing programming Practicing, myself. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, because like, here's the thing, like it's not only definitions and theories, you have to practice a lot on yeah. your own. And like w once you get this background knowledge, it's going to even help you in class where you don't have to like study as much as like other students who don't have like that definitely yeah. it's it's a whole discipline with its own intricacies and especially yeah. since it's an engineering major there's lots and lots and lots of math yeah so it's uh let's say very exhausting mm. if you delve into like the more advanced branches of it but i'm enjoying it like yeah. I, I enjoy doing math i enjoy exhausting my brain what i don't enjoy is not understanding the concepts uh, that that's the thing like you have to you have to go through that process until like you learn something new but like the other thing is also if like for uh, programming and other like what what kind of uh, disciplines that you are into like into design or like data structures or programming and software because it's it has many fields that you can get more advanced into especially if you like s some fields more than others mm. you 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 kind of need to become better at these fields to complement the others that you're not as yeah definitely yeah. like becoming uh, let's say a database manager is vastly different than becoming a system analyst yes yes of course yeah uh, but uh, i really haven't figured that out yet yeah i don't really know what i'm gonna focus on but as a hobby 100 percent game development mm. that's what i had in mind in 2017. yeah i mean that, that's something we want to get into in, in a bit like games mm -hmm. and yeah so game development have, have you started or oh that's uh it's a bit of an odd question to yeah. answer yet right now, but yeah. uh, I'm learning uh, Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. I downloaded it recently and it took over 90% of my storage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, oh my goodness, it's amazing. Yeah. It has everything you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you don't even like need to... Do programming? Well, not not for the base essential models because yeah. that's already pre-programmed. What you yes, need to do yes. is construct the logic. Mm. And uh, that's a problem if you want to learn fluid dynamics and the physics of water. That's going to cost you several weeks. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Unreal Engine 5, very comprehensive, amazing like uh, engine. Yeah. Uh, but you can start with Unity as well, which is simpler. And uh, most, most amazing games are made in there anyway, like uh, 
all guides. It was made in Unity. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And we know how much that took off. Uh, but you know, think with things like um, let's say Fortnite. That that uh, was made in Unreal Engine Four. Yeah. And five is like five times as comprehensive. So you can imagine what you can do with that. Uh, right now, I'm learning the essentials, like uh, just doing lighting and shadows, textures, yeah. uh, models, and such. Um, I found this amazing tutorial on YouTube. It's like six hours long for doing just one landscape, like with the castle and such. Yeah. So I can never bring myself to fully understand how much time it would take to make an actual full-fledged game. Yeah, of it, course. Like it's it's definitely not a mo one month job. Yeah. Like it's that's actually why uh, game programmers are hard in bulk and are so underpaid. Yeah. Because you need a thousand of them to make to make a game a, a large enough game exactly. And indie developers take several weeks. Except for one, there was this one horror game developer that made it in 48 hours. Yeah, uh, it was a like 20 minute game, but still like doing the textures and the modeling and the logic that that was amazing. Yeah, an incredible accomplishment. Honestly, shout out to indie developers, man. They're they're struggling and they need to like encourage them more. Uh, what indie games like are your favorite? And let's get into like more developed, high, more like mainstream games. Hmm. Video games, so okay, indie or triple A? Let's talk about indie now. Indie, Little Nightmares. If, yeah. that, if that counts as indie, I mean, it was made by Bandai Namco. Does that really count? Does that really count as indie? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if you really want to go indie, indie, yeah. probably Pogo Stuck. Yeah. Yeah, which is a game I finished recently and um, I started it in June. Yeah. It's supposed to be this rage game where every time you fall down, you're supposed to smash your laptop. I never yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's enraging, definitely. It's uh, very apoplectic. But uh, yeah, 126 hours I spent on it. Yeah. Some I saw some guy do it in 30 minutes and I wanted to chuck the laptop out of the window. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. Like it was a game made by like a couple of guys and uh, like it's, it's fluid. The models are like cartoony and nice. Yeah. Uh, there's no bugs. I didn't encounter any glitches. And it's just a f overall fun game and you can play with your friends. Yeah, that's like something that even AAA games are now suffering from. Like some really huge games now are facing glitches, when, especially when they first released. Mm -hmm. Whereas like with some indie games, it's like it's a solid, like enjoyable, yeah. pretty good game. Games yeah. don't have the fun in them anymore. They're focusing more on just the brand itself. Yeah. That's why it's things like Call of Duty and Battlefield are that's facing struggles right now. But I'm excited for God of War. It's already uh, out. Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's already out, and yeah. I'm trying to save up for it. Yeah, so you want to get the PS5 or like the PS4? The I, PS4. Yeah. I don't have the uh, monetary capacity for a PS5. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for Ragnarok. Also, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a triple A title alongside Battlefield One that yeah. I can truly call masterpieces. Yeah. Because uh, not only are they insanely detailed. Like that's a de there's a detail that I really want to talk about in Battlefield One, just to highlight how much. I actually I played a bit of Battlefield One. It's it's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Let have you noticed this one detail in one of the maps? Out of the many many maps there are, yeah. Uh, occasionally it can rain. Okay. And uh, in this one specific map, there are like um, you know tank shells. Yeah. And the encasings of them that are like yeah, yeah. stacked on top of each other. Mm -hmm. They're discarded shells. Yes. If it rains and you go near these shells, you can hear the sound of the rain against the shells. Which is something against that metal. against that one specific yeah. area. Yeah. Which is something that's programmed just for that area, just in that specific instance for that one map. I, I that blew me away. Yeah. That game is uh, it's definitely a passion project and it shows. Definitely the best in the series and it's not just the fact that it's the best Battlefield game, but it really shows just how much creativity can be like put into a triple A title. Yes, because like the thing is, it's also it 
it's based on real stories mm -hmm. like real soldiers who want to uh, the the great war that, that yeah, yeah. The, the beginning mission yeah. really highlights that you keep switching between back between, and forth between real characters between who real actually died who in, actually in the war and yeah. it shows their like uh, birth dates and yes and when they died and, and where it's tragic like yeah. some of them are 30 some of them are 18 some yeah. of them are like 45 it's um, it's tragic really yes it's it's an amazing and amazing and a game. beautiful game yeah. i definitely call it a masterpiece red dead redemption 2 i haven't played that one yet do i spoil it for you uh no please oh uh, okay i'll keep, keep it devoid of spoilers yeah the only thing i can tell you about it right now uh, like one of the things is that it's probably the single heaviest game ever made yeah with a uh, full like high resolution textures ray tracing and uh, detailed shadows and such. Yeah. If you run it on the most state-of-the-art PC, mm -hmm. it's still gonna overheat it. Okay. Because they're like literally the entire fauna life of the United States back in the day is in it. Yeah. You have little snapping turtles. Who puts snapping turtles in video games? They have it in it. Yeah. There's skinning animation for every animal. Uh, it's a third-person shooter, where the first-person view is better than most like Call of Duty games. Just yeah. the discipline and the reload, the animations, everything. It's just beautiful. Yes, I heard so much talk about what uh, like the thing is I don't find a lot of time for gaming so mm. I basically do like movies and other shows. It makes but sense. I mean, yeah. it definitely takes some um, some adjustment and some dedication to play yeah. games. I definitely have grown out of the phase of playing every single day. Yeah. I no, don't nearly have time for that anymore. But uh, on my like personal laptop, I do have quite a bit of games. Yeah. Like Metal Hellsinger for instance. Okay. That's the game I want to play. I haven't played that one yet. M Metal Hellsinger is like this new game. It came out, I think, two months ago. Yeah. And uh, it's I have never seen a game where it immediately got bombarded with 9 out of 10 and 10 out of 10 reviews that fast. Yeah. It's, it's short. That's It's really, really short. It's, there's like nine stages. Mm. And that's the only complaint I have about it. It's way too short. But it's quality over quantity personified. Really? Yeah. It, it's basically Doom, but you have to slay enemies on beat. Mm. And the entire or like the OST, all of it is original. They had to make it for the game because there's layers of it. Yeah, but absolutely beautiful game. It's amazing. Definitely one of the best things I've ever played. Uh, what do you think about Kojima Projection? Like, what have you played from them? I I've played the Stranding, which I know isn't like uh, a community popular. favorite. Mm. But uh, I it took me a while. Uh, it took me a while to get used to like the game itself because it's basically just you being a, a Talabat driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I haven't played it, but now I'm really tempted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, the thing is that got me to like playing it. It's once you get to used to the mechanics, mm. and it's it's amazing. Like there are uh, hills and there are mountains and rain, and it's it's really good. And the story is amazing. By the end of it, like there's a huge twist in the end it's it's fucking amazing yeah that's really red dead redemption 2 yeah I'm, i can tell you're gonna love that game if you play it yeah yeah i'm sure like uh, all i've heard is good good reviews about I it ha i have nothing li literally i couldn't find a single bad thing in that game yeah everything was amazing especially surprisingly with all the details in it yeah. the best thing about it is the story and that's one thing i want to focus on just how much story matters to games because uh, okay, of course, with something like Tetris, you can't really focus on story. There's no story. Yeah. But with uh, a game that has characters and plot, you definitely do want to focus on the story, and that's why um, Pokemon Black and White. Yeah. Is something that got bombarded with negative reviews back in the day because mm -hmm. it was new. But once people discover just how fantastic the story is, and uh, just how out 
outstanding of a game it, it is in its essentials, they realize that, oh, wow, this is actually one of the best games in the series. Yeah. And it's not just because the mechanics are fun and, you know, this, it's the same formula of catching Pokemon battling and such battling the league. But the story really contributed to it. Like, yeah. there's actual uh, tension. There's a character buildup. There is betrayal. I t- that you expect that stuff from Final Fantasy, not Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, uh, other video games like competition video games and uh, online? Mm, competitive. Yeah, competitive video games. Mm. Yeah. Well, Pokemon is my main thing right now. Yeah. Surprisingly, it does have a competitive community, and it's as fastidious and intricate as you may imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's way too detailed. It's very complex, uh, and I really love it for that. But back in the day, like 2017 to 2020, yeah. I played Rainbow Six Siege competitively quite, yeah. a, quite a lot. Uh, I still have it on my PS4, but I'm no longer running the online service. Mm. So I really haven't played it in a good while. But yeah, I was a sucker for Rainbow Six Siege. I, I played a lot of stuff. Again, Battlefield 1. Yeah. That was one I really enjoyed. It's still one of my favorite video games. I played... Uh, what's it called? Black Ops 3. Yeah. Uh, but that's back in the day. That's <laughs> way, way 2015, yeah. yeah. Uh, I played. Hmm. I guess I really haven't played that many games competitively. It was just a few that I focused on. I played Plants vs. Zombies. Garden yeah, Warfare. That, that's an amazing game. Garden Warfare? No, no. The, uh, the first one. Mm. The old one. All of them are yeah. amazing. Except for like the new one. It was like three. That, was, that one was just fell. Yeah, I, I remember the first one. It used to be amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I uh, still love that first. It's definitely still the best in the series, but I'm talking about Garden Warfare. No, I, ha- I don't think. I've known about this one. It was yeah. the, it's the 3D one where like it's like it's team based. Oh, 3D? Yeah. So like on the PS4. Okay, okay. okay. And there are two of them, well, yeah. one and two, both of them incredible underrated games. Yeah. I played that competitively. That counts. Um, Have you gotten to Rocket League? No, actually, one of my cousins overseas uh, recommended it to me all throughout 2017 up yeah. until now, but uh, no, I still haven't played that. Here's the thing. For me, like I got my PC here around in 2020 mm. after like a couple of years of uh, not being into the gaming industry. industry yeah. uh-huh. So when I first got it, like I revisited some old amazing games. So I played like Modern Warfare, mm. the remastered. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a classic. It's I a mean, classic. Yeah. <laughs> and the story around the ending, it's. Mm. It's amazing. Then I played like Modern Warfare 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think it was remastered. Yeah. Yeah, I think the remastered version as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. Then I got into the Mafia universe and I played uh, the first two. Uh, I only know Mafia f- like from that Dame Dame meme. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing game. Oh, wait. That one was Yakuza. The, oh, true. Yeah. The definitive edition, like the Mafia 1 and Mafia 2, came... 2020 i think or something like this they remastered everything and like the first the first release of the game was mm-hmm. back in playstation 2 mm. so the graph or one so the graphics were like shit i think mafia one was like yeah to PlayStation yeah one. yeah so like now with this uh, same amazing story but with amazing graphics mm-hmm. like there is this uh race mission yeah where you have to race in old racing cars Oh. It's it's really difficult and it's fucking amazing. Like mm. when I had to uh, replay it so many times until like I got the first place. It's it's amazing. Speaking of racing games, yeah, Midnight Club Three. Have you played that? No. Oh damn, you missed out on one of the classics. Yes, I I I'm not that into gaming. Like as I said, I had uh, an Xbox 360 uh-huh. and it got broken down 
many years ago so really? i never repaired it I'm was too much i'm a preserver of things i still have my nintendo ds from 2010 yeah yeah and i still i still have my pokemon original pokemon black copy on it yeah i can never get rid of that it's it's precious yeah, to that's me. that's like that's an antique you have too <laughs> i definitely <laughs> yeah. have. i still have a nintendo entertainment system yeah uh i don't know how it happened or why it happened but it suddenly disappeared mm. uh, i don't even have any memories of many of the games. I played Duck Hunt on it. That's what I remember. Yeah. The laser gun thing. Yes, yes, yes. Mm, I got. actually had a PS1 as well. That one completely broke down. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, little me was not very in- careful with this stuff. Yeah, surprisingly. Uh, yeah. Very surprisingly, no. Yeah. But right now, I'm just so delicate. Like, even with my PS4 controller, which is like already broken down, I'm like, okay, don't break it any further. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah. Uh, next, let's get into anime. Ah, there yeah. we go. <laughs> How did it start with you, like, also since childhood, or, like, you have a different story? Okay, do I say the actual answer or the socially acceptable one? No, no, the actual answer. The actual answer. Okay, my affinity for anime started, like, kind of later, but my first time properly watching an anime was 2015, actually. So not on Space Team? No. Uh, what? I mean, that doesn't really count. Like, Why? Adna, Adna Walina and Mahakir Yeah, Conan. That, that's, that's anime as well. Mahakir Conan. Yeah, it's dubbed anime. Like. I mean, it's, uh, but, like, I don't know. It's, you know. It doesn't really get you in the, I don't know, the medium of anime that well. Yeah. Uh, it's just, like, shows that you saw on Space Moon that you thought were cool. And, uh, so, first of all, what do you think of Space Moon? I mean, classic. I, I watched up even things like Hamtaro on it. Yeah, yeah, I watched Hamtaro. Let's it's go. A, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's really, it's cute, yeah. really cute. Yeah, it's yeah. good answers. But um, I surprisingly don't remember most of the shows I watched. I remember... Like Mak- Muqatil Nabil. Uh, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it has like an amazing intro. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the Arabic intros are something else, man. Yeah, the yeah, Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah the Dragon Ball. Hazim al Raad. It's like. Hazim al Raad. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. Like, they did really did amazing with that channel. And I'm really sh- bad, like, very sad that it shut down recently. Yeah. Like, they even sent a message to their fans that's just emotional. Yeah. That's my child of legacy right there. This is gone. Yeah. And then the Fanera. Uh, what? And then the Fanera. Huh? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, in 2015, what did you start with? Okay, 2015 was a weird year for me. Let me just preface by that. It was my mm. preteen years. Yeah. So I watched a lot of weird shit. Yeah. I, I, in 2015, I also like started watching some short animes, uh. and I didn't like it up until 2017. But let's get back to you. Mm-hmm. What did you watch 2015? 2015, I. No game, no life. No, I wish it was that high <laughs> quality. <laughs> it was, I wish it was that. It, yeah. it was this weird anime called Kanakon. Yeah. Which is about, um, I think this Japanese, um, like it's a real thing, this myth called the Kitsune. Yeah. You know, the, the nine tailed fox. I don't know it. It's uh, just a Japanese myth about, you know, just someone turning into a nine tailed fox. Yeah. Uh, it's the story of a high school boy and a high school girl, and the girl is actually, you know, a mythical nine tailed fox, which is OP, and yeah. they fuse by kissing. Very weird anime, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't. I don't, I'm not proud of watching that, <laughs> but I watched the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I've also watched uh, that another weird anime in 2015. It was about the one with like people who had like cockroaches, and like their faces were cockroach, Terra something or Paris something. I do not recall. Parasite? No, no, not Parasite. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, they they went to this planet and like the the creatures there were 
cockroaches in the shape of human beings. Mm. Yeah, that sounds interesting, but I haven't seen that. No. Yeah, I haven't f- uh, like finished it, but like yeah, that's how I started in this. But then like of course I revisited all the classics and mm. yeah. Well, uh, what happened with me was that not only did I watch the entire show, but yeah. even the OVAs. Yeah. It, it was that intense. I, I was into this. I was like, dang, maybe anime isn't as cringe as I thought. <laughs> and then I never watched an anime again. Yeah. Until 2019. And the anime I started with, oh god, it was um, the beginning of 2019. It was Eromanga Sensei. Yeah. Uh, I do not recommend watching that either. It's, yeah. It's just as bad as Kanakon. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, it's about this um, young 16-year-old author yeah. who wants to be a, a uh, the author of a light novel of his own. Yeah. And uh, he's living with this little stepsister. We all know how that ends up always. Yeah, um, of course. It, yeah. It's a very odd, weird dynamic, and I don't recall. I don't want to recall back on it. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, that's surprisingly how I got into anime. Yeah, and uh, I s- after that I started watching some other like weird anime like uh, Infinite Stratus for season one and two, and then Sword Art Online, of course. Yeah, and um, uh, Nanatsu no Taizai. Yeah, the Seven Deadly Sins. That's the one that I actually really enjoyed and what got me. I haven't it. started that one yet. Yet it has been recommended to me a lot. Uh, except for the newer seasons. Watch yeah. season one and two. Don't watch past that. Yeah, uh, read the manga. It's better. But uh, yeah, that got me into shonen. Then I watched things like uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah. Then I watched Hunter Hunter. Then yeah. I watched Death Note. Yeah. And One Punch Man and the like. Yeah. And into 2020, I was a full on like I was on the bandwagon. I started watching so many anime. I've seen more than 150 now. Yeah. Mm? That's amazing. Yeah. Man. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. For me, it, like as I said, it was a certain like space tune. Then 2015 with these two, mm-hmm. which I didn't <coughs> finish. But then I moved to. Uh, I started Death Note in in the tenth grade. Mm. Yeah, so I started t- Death Note then. Uh, moved to One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Then during the holiday of the tenth grade, I watched Attack on Titan, and till now I'm I'm hooked to to Attack on Titan. Me, t- me too. Uh, it's I waited um, like a year. Yeah. Or so. Did you do you read the manga or you're just no, absolutely not. Amazing. And yeah. uh, that's something. I want to talk about because Attack on Titan is so special to me yeah. that I ended a six-year-old fr- friendship because he spoiled it for me. Really? Yeah. Six years I've known that guy. Yeah. I, I completely, I'm like, no. I told you that I don't want spoilers. You purposely did this. You literally didn't ex- respect my th- opinion about the show. You know that I like it. I don't want spoilers. Yeah. And this, I haven't talked to him since. Well, uh, yeah. It's deserved. Like, you don't do that. I, that's one of the things I hate the most, spoiling things. Yeah. Because I want to experience it myself. It, after having... Um, was that show One Punch Man spoiled yeah. for me? Season two just wasn't the same, and it wasn't because of the degraded animation. It was just like I already knew what was gonna happen. So you don't get that kick out of it. Yeah. Like you know how excited I was for season four of Attack on Titan when everything was revealed, mm. and I actually jumped out of my seat. I've only stood up two times in excitement in my life, and it was both of the instances were Attack on Titan, season three and four. Yeah. What 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 event is season three? <laughs> Uh, is this gonna be a spoiler for the people listening? Oh, uh, I guess okay. Mm, yeah. I, okay, well, I'm gonna do it very vaguely. Um, yeah. tall blonde guy does war cry. Mm, Remember the scene? Yes. Yeah, that one. That's yeah, that, that's that man. The uh, the characters in Attack on Titan they are amazing. Um, can you believe Isayama wrote that like that manga at 19? He started at working 19. at 19. I'm nearly 20. I can't be that creative. <laughs> Yeah, in uh, in Japan they have their own thing with with these amazing stories. Absolutely, and uh, the Attack on Titan especially works because it's not just 
the animation that did it justice, like Studio Wit yeah. themselves, they're an amazing studio. By them, like, just what do you think out. about the move to Mappa Studio? I didn't mind it. Yeah. Honestly, I watched Attack on Titan mostly for the story, like ninety percent for the story, yeah, and five percent for Mikasa. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. But uh, uh, yeah, I was a bit kind of disappointed. Like you're just comparing Mappa, which is great, yeah, to Whip, Wit, which is one of the best in the industry. Yeah, so it's not really a fair comparison. But they handled it well. Like it wasn't bad. It was just comparatively worse. Yeah, like if uh, the animation for season three, if you paid attention, it was out of this world. Yeah. Especially the one with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I remember yeah. Mm-hmm, with yeah. Levi. Yeah. But uh it was definitely a step down, but it was a step among a thousand steps. It didn't really matter. Yeah. And uh the story just as awesome. Literally like that season four is my favorite so far. Yeah, season four, man. Like the uh, the story it's like you, you don't know what's going on. Like uh-huh. most of the season you don't know what's going on. Like the season started with these two little new children who you don't you know nothing about. And uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. And uh, season four, part two. Yeah, I hadn't seen it when it first came out, which is about beginning of this year. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I delayed it. I think I was part one or two because part I two. Th- yeah, part two. This part year. two. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I watched it May. Yeah, I was so excited, but by then the hype had died down because you know every. No, I, I was watching every episode weekly basis. It's it's amazing. I missed it. I did that for like season four, part one, and season three. Yeah. But I couldn't for season two. I don't know what happened exactly. I don't remember. Yeah. So I just kept delaying and delaying. I'm like, okay, I need to watch the show again. And I did. And I literally almost screamed. I I was that excited. I had to text my friends. And they were like, yeah, we you missed out on it. We could have discussed this at the beginning of the semester. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. You missed it out. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> what? Well, you didn't know it was released? In the- I didn't know. I didn't know it was that good. Oh, you didn't I, know. I, I, I mean, I sh- it's honestly, on me, I should have known. It's Attack yeah. on Titan. It, yeah, I mean, it, it just kept getting better and better. And the finale of season four, part two, oh my goodness, I, I still can't get over that. Like, but, but do you think they should have ended it with part two, or do you think there's much story left for part three? Well, it's clearly ending uh, right now. It's reaching its conclusion. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't think I would like a cliffhanger. And people keep saying like it gets kind of disappointing after this, but I'm like mm, I still want to conclude the story, even if it's like on a kind of a bad note. Yeah, I still want to see the conclusion of everything because I've been alongside this journey for several years now, and people have been watching the show since 2013. Yeah, like, like I started in 17, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, so it's been five years. Yeah, and uh, you really do want to see the yeah, end. Yeah, for the them it's like it's gonna be 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and then there's One Piece fans on the other hand who have been waiting for 22 years now. Yeah, <laughs> One Piece is a minute. So like That's another. Yeah, thing. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen 11 episodes. Uh, I think I got in the 20s, but I couldn't. Mm. It's uh, too much. You know, uh, funny thing is, um, I was talking about this with Zaid. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "I'm on shout out to Zaid." So he, he, he edits the episodes. Like and everything. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, Zaid. Yeah. Uh, he said, I think he was. On episode 300 or something. I'm sorry. Z- one piece? Yeah, I'm sorry, Zaid, if I'm wrong. Yeah. But the th- it was definitely less than 500. And I'm like, you know what's funny? We both have seen less than one piece. <laughs> both of us. And that's the thing. That's why I still can't get into it. It's too long. Yeah. And it, it just it takes too much dedication. But what I've heard from it is like the world building is phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing I loved about Hunter x Hunter, my second favorite anime. Yeah. Because the world building was on another level. It was like, I w- it was literally, I was in it. it. It was that intricate, it was that detailed. And that's another thing I love about Hunter Hunter, yeah. the characters, and I, 
oh my goodness, the, the level of writing and depth to them. I don't think even Death Note had that much character depth to them. Yeah. Have you seen Hunter Hunter? No, I haven't. Absolutely Yet. should. You absolutely should. It's nothing like you'd ever expect. You watch the first couple of like episodes, the first 10 episodes, and I'm like, oh, this is very happy-go-lucky, and then it just hits you, and then beats you again, and then shoots you in the head. And they're like, no, this is no children's ground. This is, this is not playground. Yeah, and uh, does it end by like the end of the uh, anime, or you have to... Uh, the anime ended uh, 2015, I believe, yeah. uh, on episode 300, no, 139. Yeah, something like, I think in the 40s or 30 something, yeah. 139, 140, something like that. Yeah. And then it just got, it went on hiatus. Even the manga went on hiatus until recently, which yeah. I was really excited for. The author came back, he was like, Let, sick. Let's finish this. Yeah, he, he was sick. He had like back injuries. And now, yeah, Togashi is uh, publishing new chapters, apparently. Yeah. And this gives me hope. Even if I like, have to wait for 10, 20, 30 years, I don't care. I'm going to watch this with my grandchildren if I have to. <laughs> I'll literally sit in the day, I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm watching Hunter yeah. Hunter. Yeah, sit down. Sit yeah. down. Let's, let's like, enjoy the show. Be- behave yourselves. Yeah. Episode 141 dropped. Uh, but it's an absolutely amazing show. Like, it's very close to what you can call a flawless show, but only one anime gets that from me. Only. Yeah. And it's not even my favorite. My favorite is One Punch Man, but it's not perfect. Yeah. That's just flaws. The one anime- I couldn't actually continue after season one. Like, yeah, it, I barely finished season one. Mm. It didn't grab me as much. Season one? Yeah. Oh, it absolutely grabbed me. It's still my favorite anime and my favorite show. Yeah. But uh, season two, it was great. It was good. It, it was on the same level of animation, which is what makes season one great. But mm-hmm. uh, I definitely loved it. But uh, I can't say it's a 10 out of 10 show because it's not. It's got its charm, but it's not for everyone. Though, what I can say without with confidence, and this is definitely like my own subjective opinion, but... Mob Psycho 100, I can say with like the utmost degree of confidence that it is the most 10 out of 10 show I've ever watched. And I've watched it like five, six times already. Yeah. How many episodes is it? Uh, it's two seasons, 12 episodes each. Well, 24, that's nothing. Well, season three has come out and it's like seven episodes, so you can tag that on. Yeah. Excited for the next season. Yeah. Uh, so it hasn't finished yet? Uh, no, the new episode is actually supposed to come out today. Yeah? Yeah, and I'm excited. It's getting better and better and better. Yeah. Somehow, it's, it's a 10 out of 10 show that's getting better as like nothing I've ever seen. The art style may throw you off. Of course, it's made by one who isn't a talented artist at all. Yeah. He, uh, he also made One Punch Man. Mm. Uh, not the uh, official art, though. Like, the official art is done by... Um, Dang, I forgot his name. I keep forgetting his name. But uh, he, an amazing, out, outstanding artist. But the Mob Psycho wasn't, like, it wasn't commissioned by another artist, by one. So he just had to draw everything with the web. And that was what was animated. So the art style is kind of, I don't know, too simple, let's say. It's kind of ugly, to be yeah. honest. But it does, I can't count that as a flaw. That's Why? It, because it's, it adds to the charm of the show. Really? And be, it's because of that simple art style that the animation was kicked up to 11. It's the, it won Best Animation of 2019. Season really? Two. Yeah, Season 2. Oh, that's amazing. It's outstanding. And the character... Like, I didn't expect like that level of character depth from a show that I was thought was just going to be some like shonen power trash. You know, the, the kind of power fantasy shows that was just like, oh, this, his power is increasing and increasing. Oh, his power is 9,000 now. <laughs> and the next season, it goes up to a million and billion. That's yeah. why I can't get into Dragon Ball. Like, it's, it's, it keeps getting scaling. Yeah. It keeps scaling. And, like, it just... At one point, it's too much. But Mob Psycho? It wasn't like that. It was, it hit me in the feels. It was that that emotional. That and deep, huh? Mm, that very deep. And Reagan Arataka, uh, a character in Mob Psycho, is still my favorite like fictional character ever, yeah. without question. He's he's literally a piece of shit, but he's one with charm and charisma, and I love it. He, I love him for that. I mean, salute for him. Yeah. Uh, salute for this, that level of charisma, bro. He he literally convinces. 
people that is a psychic. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> Somehow powerless. Yeah. So, uh, anything you need to add about like the anime universe before we wrap mm. to the movies? Well, I mean, uh, it seems that anime is it, it just keeps getting better and better. Like yeah. the quality is kicking up. It has been kicked up a notch. Back in the day, you had like one or two good shows: Bleach, Dragon Ball, and like the big three with alongside Naruto. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, you have so many amazing shows like Eighty Six. That's really a contender for being an outstanding mainstream anime. Yeah. You have things like Demon Slayer. That's like one more awards that I can count. You have things like uh, uh, the Doctor Stone. That was a surprisingly good one mm. like about chemistry. So the medium anime keep, just keeps getting more expansive and it's definitely gone more mainstream and therefore you have things for everyone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. And I'm definitely excited for Attack on Titan to take root. How, here's the thing, because like with, I think it's easier to get people like, uh, liking movies it's a bit harder to get them to commit him to watch tv shows mm. but like the biggest one is to convince someone to watch anime because like after space tune i think for a lot of people still like uh, associate anime and like animation and cartoons with like being children and it's not for me and it's not for them though oh yeah i mean there is a large like uh, a, a, a large portion of people still enjoys anime but there is also like a considerable amount of people who don't like it yeah, yeah they d- if they don't just don't like it they like hate it so much or like they are pr- uh, deeply convinced that it's something that's uh, offensive i don't know like what's, uh, j- what's yeah, wrong there. like back in the day you you would be a social outlier if you watched anime even yeah but nowadays it's more accepted but some people just disregard it for some reason like mm. without even giving it a try but that's why i'm so proud of myself yeah. Because I convinced three non-anime fans to watch Attack on Titan, and now they yeah. like it more than me. Walla? Yeah. Walla, that's, yeah. That's big. Like for me, uh, I have two sisters, so one of them, like I, I got her on an anime, so she watches like Attack on Titan and stuff and everything. The other one is like the other side. Like anime is for children, and I don't like. It. Uh, she doesn't say it's for children, but like hmm. she, she's not convinced that it's. Oh, we are adults now. Why are we still watching? Like, uh, kind of uh no whichever whichever sister that is you definitely should convert her to watch Attack on Titan <laughs> I I mean, because like here is the thing i'm i'm not a huge anime fan mm. okay but <coughs> i appreciate a good story like when i see a good story with like good visuals and everything whether it was animation whether it was uh science fiction thriller western like a good story is a good story no matter the genre but like with the famous one like and they are not that long so everyone not everyone, but like most people can like add them to their schedule, like uh, Death Note or uh, uh, One Piece. On Titan or One Piece. Wow, <laughs> One Piece still needs, to us. needs so much, man. But yeah, yeah like for uh, for the like, I think most people would actually enjoy them. Mm, definitely, beca- because the story is amazing, and there is not like a lot of filler episodes. There isn't, uh, except for Bleach. That, yeah. one, that one does have a lot of filler, but uh, yeah, it seems that the better the story of an anime, the more likely that people are gonna like it. Mm. That's what peop- like the vast majority of people tend to focus on, which is the story. Yeah. So uh, I think it was Gigak who made this quote. It's like, if your anime story is bad, you're gonna have a very tough time being like favored by people. Yeah. And that's why I couldn't enjoy something like, um, for instance, I think I dropped it. It was Sonny Boy. Mm. Well, no, actually, no. It's Sonny Boy. I enjoyed it, but uh, it was one of them. Ah, Bleach. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't like. I just like. I was like. Uh, I just. 
it just seems like the fillers aren't like very appealing. The story just gets delved off too much. Yeah. It digresses too much. And I don't want to read the manga. You know, I'm really not a fan of that. Speaking of manga, though, Record of Ragnarok. Now, that's something I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, though, I guess I should talk about this because it's the m- content is a bit, let's say, off-putting. Because as a religious person, mm. uh, like reading that may have been a challenge back in the day. Yeah. Especially now because it's literally about humans fighting gods. Mm. And uh, like, so I talked to someone that was like, it, "What doesn't reading this kind of anime like challenge your beliefs?" I'm like, "No." Why would it? It, mm. it? It's a fantasy show, and it's it's literally just a manga. Yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it, and it's definitely one of my favorite manga now. I, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely does come with that come with that you know that question of whether your beliefs should have a role in your enjoyment. Mm. That's actually an amazing question, by the way. And like, uh, I don't know. It's it relates to. It's kind of one of the huge influence and fact, hu- influencing factors on censorship. Oh yeah, yeah, because like I've talked with, I talked about this with like uh, Liz in, in our episode mm. about like censorship and beliefs and how people who think they know better to decide what like others should watch, and like she had pretty convincing argument about like for like people who are not that advanced uh, and knowing what's going on before like the movie starts and they are just like going there getting a ticket and watching a movie they are not prepared yeah they are not prepared or they are not giving the consent for uh, watching whatever but Mm. like whenever when you are when you already know what's going to happen Mm. it's it's better even like if if it's if you are an adult if you can comprehend what's going on like that's something different from like children or people who are strictly religious and don't prefer to watch this kind of yeah, things. Yeah, and that's really something that I appreciate my father of because he's very, very religious. Yeah. He very, uh, pra- like he practices on the daily. He's very, um, let's say, he's, his grasp on the, on the religion is very tight. Yeah. But somehow, his one of his favorite movies is uh, Gods of Egypt, if you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, and I'm like, Wow, it literally shows like God. I Actually, remind me, I ha- like I've seen it such a long time ago. It was released uh, 2016, I think. Yeah, 2016, 15, something like this. I think yeah, it was 15 or 16. Yeah, I remember it's the one about Horus and oh yeah, yeah. The, the king that like the yeah the the, the one who lost an eye and, and, lost yeah, an eye yeah, and went back to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. fight his uncle. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Great, great movie. Uh, actually, I, I don't recall if it was that good or not. So <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, according to my father. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's his favorite. Huh? Ah, it's uh, it was. Like very nice to see him enjoying a movie that would traditionally challenge one's beliefs, mm. because uh, of course it's like Egyptian mythology and yeah. the, the, you know, that kind of the, that kind of stuff just gets a little bit, you know, off sometimes. But uh, yeah, I mean the the quality of the movie is amazing and the story is nice. So yeah. why would your beliefs interfere with this? As long as you get enjoyment out of it, and mm. th- that's something with um, the book Sinoha, because it's an Egyptian book. And uh, it mentions gods and such on the daily, and uh, like the, every page has like a mention of the temple's influences on the people. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure. This is like basically just like very you can consider it as reading fiction. Mm. Yeah, it's, you can just like consider it as something that's fiction, and you can still get enjoyment out of it. Yes, 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 of course. And like the other thing, uh, it's about uh, how, like, how deep are you into like censorship and stuff 
mm. because uh, for me, like I, w- I would watch anything. I wouldn't care if it's whatever. Like I would watch it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna ever watch a movie that I'm sure has that traditionally needs censorship with my family again. Yeah, because we watched pol- like uh, Police Academy. Yeah, and uh, I had. But like my parents had seen the censored version back in the day. Yeah. They didn't know it, it was like strictly 18 plus. Yeah. So every two minutes I had to go and skip something. I'm like, never again. I'm doing this with you guys. Uh, if we're watching something, it has to be like a seven plus. Yeah. I mean, that that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the issues of watching movies with your family, especially here, mm. uh, because like we are used to watching them on NBC two and NBC Action, where like everything is censored. Oh yeah. But like now with the age of technology and like streaming services and everything, you have to like uh, see stuff that are usually not family material. <laughs> oh yeah, have you seen the censored version of Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, it's what forty minutes. Yeah, it's, f- it's forty minutes. It's actually for like 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah. It's like a nearly what two hour, two hour movie. Mm. How, how much was it? It's two hours forty minutes. I two think. hours, yeah. yeah. So it literally cut two hours of content one, and it like reduces from the quality of the show because you gotta have the stuff in it to make the show what it is, yeah, and make the movie what it is. Let's say, because uh, the whole framework of it is that it's a, an absurd, obscene movie, and it, it demonstrates the just the absurdities of the economic uh, industry. Mm. So why would you cut down? It, it just takes away the charm of the show, yeah, and the movie. Let's say, but uh, yeah, censorship. That's a uh, it's a topic for a lot of argument. Uh, how much would you censor something? And that's something that happened with an anime actually last year. Yeah. It was called um, Redo of Healer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a, an exploitation show. Mm. And it was based pretty much a uh, very offensive show that had like this character that was sexually abused all the time. Mm. And so he turns back time and keeps his memories so he can go back and sexually abuse them. Very outro, very uh, obviously offensive, and um, but people kind of like they they're polarized on whether this should be cens- censored or not because mm-hmm. they're like, well, if you're censoring it, you're not really showing this side of like a f- this personality of these people. Yes, because that's my argument. If you are going to censor, like, depends to what level. Like, are you just going to cut off scenes or just forbid it from being seen? Because yeah. like if you if you forbid it and say we can't play this, people are gonna see it. Yeah. Like uh, they are going to find yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. But if you are going to cut it to make it uh, available for as much people as possible, I think it's good that mm. like it's it's going to satisfy people who are. Yeah, uh, as long as it doesn't like cut away from the from the story. The story, the story yeah, story, exactly, yeah. and the rhetoric of the show. But that's what happened with Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. It, it didn't make sense as a movie. They cut so much from it. Like uh, that's, signifi- that's a significant portion to cut from. Yeah, I mean, uh, the same thing I think happened with Game of Thrones. They were screening it on NBC4. Oh, no. Yeah. What? So like. Oh, NBC4. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought you said NBC3. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones on NBC3. Th- that's maybe like uh, 30 years. In th- th- yeah. Uh, like maybe when Pricks Fly, yes. Yeah. But uh, I still haven't seen Game of Thrones. Really? No. Uh, apparparently, it's good up until season eight. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't really get into it. I'm watching Breaking Bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where? How far are you? Season three finale. That's amazing. Uh, apparently, it gets even better and better. Yes, it uh, does. Uh, uh, apparently, my cousin like had seen it a couple of years ago, and apparently, it just uh, it's just it's a show that keeps getting better. Like yeah, it's, it's, an, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. an inclination. It's like my friend now uh, just sent me a picture of uh, an episode that he he's rewatching the show now. 
because like he finished uh, Better Call Saul, so like Better Call Saul was a prequel to Breaking Bad. Yeah. So like he finished it, and then like his uh, he missed the show so much, so he decided to <laughs> rewatch Breaking Bad well, again. That's, that's a dedication. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So so he's watching Breaking Bad, and I think he's going to finish it in a couple of days. Dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he sent me a picture and like I started remembering how how good it was and I've seen it back in 2015 and like where I wasn't that knowledgeable about like movies and TV shows even mm. back then. But man, it's it's an amazing show. Like it's as you said, it keeps getting better and better. Oh yeah, I've, I've absolutely enjoyed it and uh, the am- amount of character tension, the su- like surprisingly simple story that gets really complex and nuanced and just. Brian Cranston as an actor, like he's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, just an overall great show that really can't say much negativity about, even the fly episode, mm. which is actually my favorite episode. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's how you make a bottle episode. Mm. Yeah, I talked to you about this with Chico. It's if you want to make a bottle episode, do you know what a bottle episode is? Like when they relocate, uh, budget. Fine, yeah, budgets for mm. for to make some big episodes, mm. so they have to make. So b- basically, the filler of yeah, exactly. Western shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can d- definitely see that. Yeah, uh, I guess sometimes filler is necessary in anime as well, but not done like extensively and superfluously. But when done right, it can get you some nice like uh, off story, just character interaction and such. It yeah. has depth to them sometimes, but uh, definitely don't want to stray too much from it. And that's exactly why I love something like Doctor Stone. It had no filler, but it still had enough character. In it. Like interaction and development, but if you don't really have room for that, some filler would be nice. You know, you just see these characters in daily lives and doing something other than the main story's plot. Yeah, even Attack on Titan, I think, has a couple of overs and some of this. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it does have. Yeah, OVAs. there is one about John, I think. I yeah. still haven't seen the OVAs. Yeah, I. D- I think I've seen the the one about John. Mm. Yeah, I need to watch that. One thing I did hate though was Black Clover. What's that? Black Clover. Uh, it was a show that came out twenty seventeen. I'm really sorry uh, to <laughs> to Dylan and Muhammad if they're watching this because yeah. it's one of their favorite animes. Yeah. But um, I hated that anime. 170 yeah. episodes, and I could could only fish out one good one. Yeah. One good episode, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I watched it this summer, and uh, it was just a show that didn't work. Too much filler, too little character depth. Uh, the s- fights were one dimensional. The animation wasn't the best. There was one good episode though. Mm. One good that had like a great cl- climax and it, things actually got serious and animation got better. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. The characters are too one-dimensional for me. Except for Yami. He's badass. And yeah. he has one of the best voice actors of all time. Have you seen a great teacher on Izaki? Uh, that's been recommended to me too many times. Yeah. And uh, I've actually seen it last winter break and I enjoyed it so much. Uh, that's definitely on my list of things that I need to see yeah. alongside of Steins Gate, which is something that I've had on my mind since 2019. Yeah. That was one of the first anime I had on my mind to watch, but I still haven't gotten around to watching it. I yeah. just don't know why. But uh, yeah, apparently it's one of the paragons of sci-fi. Yeah. And uh, definitely need to watch that. And speaking of sci-fi, let's get into science fiction horror. Yeah. Uh, because that's definitely something I want to talk about yeah, as, of a, course. as a last thing. Yeah, yeah. Horror movies, th- those are underrated. Yeah, that people like look far too down on horror movies because it's it's been so desaturized and like I don't know humorized. Let's yeah. say it's been kind of infantilized as a genre because you only think of horror movies nowadays. You think of oh, I hang out with friends to see a scary movie as a group so we can have a good time. Yeah, but you fail to realize that it's an entire genre and it has its own depth to it. And you gotta really look between the lines of 
what makes a good horror movie a good horror movie. Yeah. Something like, let's say, Sinister, uh, which is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, I love that movie. Uh, me too. It incorporated something that I traditionally hate, which is jump scares. Well, it does it well. It somehow like found the art of how to use jump scares, jump scares yeah. and where to scare the audience. Even The Conjuring, the first one, it's a good horror movie. Oh, yeah, I the watched first one. Oh, I watched that when it came out, and I'm s- still like, I'm not afraid of it anymore, yeah. but that definitely left a lasting impression. Seeing yeah. that movie was a new experience. Do you know what's like my most horrifying horror movie story? Uh, I <coughs> was, I think, in the fourth grade or third grade, I don't know, like in, in an age that's not very favorable for horror movies. Makes sense. Yeah, but uh, it was during like winter break, this is summer, mm-hmm. so we're on holiday and like it was winter the, the, the like winter is the perfect the best season. line for the, the horror movies yeah, yeah. so it's snowing outside yeah, yeah, yeah. The blankets <laughs> we don't have snowing in the south but yeah i get oh. you <laughs> <laughs> no snow yeah. you can't have yeah, snow yeah, in yeah. the south yeah we have rain i mean it <laughs> <think> still works <laughs> yeah surprisingly yeah. more terrifying yeah so like uh we were all like all of my family were we were in one room and we were watching silent hill Oh no! Yeah, and actually, to this day, like uh, I've rewatched the movie, and yeah. like it's good after f- fifteen years, it's it's a piece of shit. But like it's uh, it didn't ruin the memory that I had from that movie uh, at that young age. It mm. was the the scariest thing that I've seen. I mean, yet as a child, everything scares you. One of my f- scariest experiences yet with games is not even a horror game. It's uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. On the PS2. Yeah. You know the app? I, I'm not sure. Have you played it? No. Oh, well, there's this one level where you're, um, we have to cross this canyon. So the canyon goes like, the, like from your left to right. Yeah. And you have to go across it. So from, you know, south to north. But it, the road is blocked. So you have to go left side down the, down the canyon while the uh, giant, like herbivorous apatosaur is like, I walk into your sides and you can't get trampled. Yeah. All the while, little dinosaurs, like carnivorous ones, are attacking you. And you got to go far, far down, get some fire, and go all the way back. Yeah. It's horrifying. It's at a level of claustrophobia, you know, because you were stuck between two canyon walls. And uh, any dinosaur can attack you from each, each side. It incorporates horror elements. That's not yeah. something you see in survival games. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely... I still get shivers watching that, like, playing that game. I've played so many horror games I can't count, but that game still terrifies me. Yeah. And that's what I like about, like, like something like, like that game because uh, it managed to be something far beyond what it was like presented to be. Yeah. And uh, in terms of horror movies, well, I don't really get scared by them yeah. a- anymore. I've seen too many horror movies, but Eraserhead, that's still my favorite. Yeah, you told movie. me I have to check that one. It's on. It has been on my list for a while now. Uh, definitely do check it out. You're gonna like. It's surreal horror, which mm. is my favorite kind because gore. Yeah, sure, it's shocking, but it's not really scary. Uh. Supernatural, uh, too fantasy, too like, but uh, surreal. That's something that's. Uh, psych- I lo- man, I love psychological. Psychological surrealism, like David Lynch as a whole director is amazing. But that movie, that was a debut movie. This man just started on such a high note. It's not even a high note anymore. It's yeah. just past the notes. All yeah, that, that's my argument about Nolan as well. Like uh, he started with following. Have you seen that one? Not sure. No. Yeah. So like, uh, he started with this twenty thousand movie budget uh, like a budget 
and it's an amazing movie. Mm. Uh, he just like gathered his friends and they recorded the weekends. Mm. It's actually a, a really good movie. A budget of twenty thousand. Yeah, which it's is nothing, and it's pretty much yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like the Blair Witch Project. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah, I haven't, but it's also on my. It's mm. I've been. It's a good movie. Good stuff, yeah. D- don't watch the sequel though, the Blair Witch. That one, it wasn't on the same level, but mm. it was. It's a found footage movie, and it's a one like it's pretty much the founder of found footage movies because mm. it's the only one that's properly worked. Man, I I love Paranormal Activity. The first one, mm, I didn't really like it. Really, the first one, uh, and even the first one, yeah. it's not on the same level as the Blair Witch Project. Mm. But uh, I enjoyed the thing. Mm. I I haven't watched the thing. The thing, oh my goodness. John Carpenter, like let alone like let aside his um, his directing capabilities, the practical effects. This we're talking about early '80s, and it looks better than CGI. Man, with practicals, like I don't think anyone comes to Kubrick. Like during Stanley the 60s, yeah, uh, during the '60s, he made 2001: Space Odyssey. And I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like getting into conspiracy theories here, but like if if you see the footage from like 2001: Space Odyssey and you see the moon landing footage. You're gonna be like, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I still haven't watched that movie actually. It's it's like uh, leave the story aside. I've seen Shining. Yeah, The Shining is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, well, I've, they're telling me that Stanley Kubrick is one of the best directors of all time. Period. He is. I mean, in in the '60s, he made like such a, a technologically advanced movie. Oh. Like it's the movie that after you see you go. This was oh. made in, two, no, the ni- in the 60s? In the 60s. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the thing is like that too, because the practical effects look so realistic. And uh, like that one moment where Norris's chest opens up and it just devours the arm. Th- I thought that was like a computer thing. I, was, I thought that was CGI. I'm like, mm. that was practical. And it, it blew me away. The blood effects, the gore effects, the monster, everything. Was mm. Absolutely amazing. And that's an art form of its own, practical effects. Yeah. It's like makeup and such. Uh, shout out to Miss um, El- Elizabeth's uncle, by the way, yeah. for being an yeah, yeah. artist. Th- th- that's that's an amazing like that's an amazing job to have. Oh yeah, and be- being creative in it too. That's uh, definitely an amazing job, and you gotta really like push yourself to the limit when it comes yeah. to practical effects, especially. You gotta make it like all surround and realistic and such. And that's the thing that we're, you know, that we're with the thing. Yeah. So we talked about this like previously about like the the iceberg of disturbing movies oh we're getting to that now yeah we're getting to that now oh no so what do you think okay at one point it stops becoming disturbing just becomes like a shock movie just that's it just shocks you over and over like i've seen the august underground trilogy yeah. oh i should probably make a disclaimer for the people who are, like listening to this do not watch any of these movies please yeah just stay as far away from them as possible yeah i mean like if you are old enough well, all the, no, the, not even like 70 year olds should watch this. <laughs> not even war veterans should watch August Underground. It's too much. Yeah. But I saw the trilogy. Okay, there's. I mean, the human centipede. That, that one's just disgusting, bro. Yeah, it's. But Salo. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, Salo is disgusting as well. Salo is disgusting, but it's the kind of artistic disgusting, you know? Mm. It's one that really influences you. So you don't think that the human centipede is artistic? No. It's, it's just it's three guys spun together, bro. But look, look, the first one, it's like it has metaphors about like Nazi Germany and it's going into that one. And the second one, it's someone who saw the first movie and got. And the third one, it's like they, they got into so much like it's 
it's the, the scalability of the project now yeah. it's like on another level yeah the fact that the director himself showed up in the third movie it's like he he wanted to just be done with it yeah it's me yeah thank you i want to be get done with it yeah but salo first of all italian directors are something else they're a different breed and i mean my favorite movie is italian movie so uh, like it's, yeah yeah it's Th- that's also a movie i need to watch yeah but uh salo it was one of the most shocking things i've ever seen and it wasn't gore yeah it was just outright disturbing it was very disturbing but it, it was also kind of like moving in a way it moving moving yeah because it no it showed that like incredible like the, i don't know the uh, apoplectic dynamics of power the exploitations of the classes and uh, just it's a great uh, like reflection of the back in the day and how mm. capitalism influenced the italian world let's say and it's just great but uh, yeah definitely don't watch that movie if you have a weak stomach you know what scene I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, don't eat anything. Like, and don't just, just don't, yeah, before or after an hour of watching that movie, do not eat anything. Yeah. So, uh, favorite movie? Accept it. Accept it. Give us a short. Uh, uh, I pretty much watch that movie every single semester to remind myself of what my college life could have been. Yeah. It's a mid 2000s movie. Uh, I keep like I feel bad for not remembering the director's name. Yeah. But uh, it stars uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember the main actor's name. His name, like the, the, the name, the character in the name in the movie is uh, Bartleby Gaines. But I don't remember his. What movie did he star in? Uh, this one, accept it. What other movies? Uh, Maybe I can mm, fill in the gap here. I think he was in Great Gatsby. I'm not sure. Oh, the one Toby Maguire or uh, no, 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 the other one? No. Leonardo DiCaprio? No, it's neither. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember that. Well, whatever. Yeah. The movie synopsis is like a college dropout. Well, not no. He's basically a high school graduate. Yeah. He gets rejected by every college he applies to. Yeah. And so he naturally makes up his own. <laughs> he finds an abandoned like, hospital, cleans it up with his friends, uh, <laughs> finds some crazy old guy to be the dean, yeah. and he just establishes a college. But the thing that works is not only is the comedy impeccable, of course it has Jonah Hill in it, yeah. it's hilarious, but the plot itself, there's this scene at the end where he gives a serious speech about what is considered education. Because he talks to this board that are like an actual uh, university's board, they're like, you're copying us because the name, they copied from that. Uh, shout out to Dusty, by the way, for having seen this movie. Yeah. Because we keep referencing uh, the name of the college being South Harmon Institute of Technology, yeah. which, <laughs> which anagrams to shit. And uh, yeah, they're all just they call themselves shitheads yeah. in the movie, and the the actual college that's like called Harmon. They're like you're copying us, and you're not even a real college. You don't have a board. You don't have a curriculum. And they're like, why would you need this? We have like the yeah, the courses are absurd, and it's they have a course called Slacking 101. But they're like, we actually learn stuff. And making a skateboard rack, we learn physics. Yeah. And meditating and doing nothing, we discovered like self-reflection and making ourselves better. And uh, of course, it doesn't really work in the you know the status quo of the like common world like like our world today because you need to have an established curriculum and academics yeah uh, because that's just a formal and standard way to do it but the movie definitely uh influenced me in a way Mm. because it really showed me what a teen comedy movie can illustrate about just the harshness of the real world because in the movie thousands of kids applied to this college because none of them could get into any uh, any other one because they weren't accepted they all got bad grades they all weren't fit. They didn't fit in. Well, this was a place for them to fit in and actually learn. 
And that's really the, one of my most favorite things about college is the learning. Mm. I learned about people here. I learned about my major, my um, about other majors. I learned how to curse in Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the most, yani, the most advanced thing you can absolutely learn. like. Yeah. L- also, just learning outright in itself, it's just fun. Like yeah. you, you get enriched and you, you know, get into, into get enjoy your life as a young man or woman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's literally what college was like for me. Even though it's not the exact image I have, so we don't have a skateboard rack <laughs> or a pool. Yeah, or that, that's only movable TV. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, I definitely do enjoy this environment here in AOIS. Yeah. Because um, I definitely get to be the best I can be myself. And yeah. Learning about everyone. It's yeah. just so much fun. Okay, on such a delightful note. Thank, thank you. you for being here. Man. Thank you, man. Really enjoyed I talking to you. Really enjoyed as well. Yeah. Uh, Want to say anything or like? Uh. For everyone who haven't like seen Attack on Titan, watch it ASAP. Yeah. And stay away from the disturbing movies we mentioned. There yeah. are several others, but we didn't have time. No, you can watch them all. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for watching. If you're still listening to this and like, have a good day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Have a good day. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.